Hello and welcome back to the For the Fans by the Fans podcast. I'm your host Ashley Edwards and once again joining me is Deck, Lewis and Ben. We've just seen the transfer window shut on Monday night. Some clubs have done extraordinarily well and, and others um, less said the better really. I think Deck will agree with that one. Um, we're going to start off with Arsenal. Um, coming to you first, Deck. On a whole rating scheme between 1 and 10, how would you rate how Arsenal have done? So, I've given Arsenal a 7. I would have given them lower, but the Thomas Party signing on deadline day, I think, is one of the best signings of the transfer window. They have lost Martinez, who I think is a fantastic goalkeeper, but Leno is just that little bit better. They've done really well to get Ceballos back in on loan from Real Madrid. Uh, Willian on a free transfer, I've got to say, is a very, very good signing, but I've only rated them seven because of the Martinez loss, I'd say. Ben, are you in agreement with Arsenal done relatively well? I mean, there's Willian has his fans and, and you know he has his haters as well. Yeah. Are you a fan of him? Yeah, I mean, I'd have to agree with Deck. I'd give him a 7.5. Um, overall, the recruitment's been good. Um, like Deck said, Thomas Party, what a brilliant signing. But to be honest, I think the best piece to what they've done this window is actually keeping Aubameyang. Um, if they'd let him go, I think the season could have been you know, a very big disappointment. But now it's looking positive. Um, 7.5 from me. And Lewis, what about you? We've also seen players um, like I went for an 8. I thought, like Deck says, the loss of Martinez, but what you've got to remember for Arsenal, he was always going to be their number two and they replaced him with runner Alex Runison, who, when I've watched Iceland, a pretty decent keeper. They addressed the issue with centre-half, well, one of the centre-halves, and Party is a fantastic sign. And the only thing I will say is there's still probably a centre-back short and, yeah, I think David Luiz is still their second-choice centre-back at the minute, so eight rather than yeah, nine. Rob, Holden, Rob Holden's a great centre-back to have a great English game. <laughs> I've got to agree with lads a seven thinks fair the most part is a great sign I think that last uh, the, the deal on I forgot to mention it. the fact that they kept the Bamiangas towards the yeah. eight as well yeah sir. I think uh, keeping a, a Bamiang came relatively late as well in the in the whole transfer window didn't it with, with him signing I that think, contract I think we knew that he was going to stay it was just a matter of when and I think he messed the Arsenal fans about a little bit to be honest and I think, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of William. So, for me, seven for them. Um, moving on to the to the next club now. What do we think about Aston Villa, Lewis? You know, they've brought in Ollie Watkins. What's your thoughts? Yeah, um, again, I went for an eight. I think all four of their signings, Cash, Martinez, Traore, Watkins, all five, sorry, and Barkley, are great signings. But I think despite the great start against Liverpool, I think... Thirty million for Watkins is a bit excessive. They could have went lower, and I think the fact that they only recouped—I think it was seven million—from Baston, Hogan, and Samata leaving. So they've spent a lot more than they've let go, but they have improved the squad massively. So eight out of ten. The less said about that Liverpool game, the better for for some of our listeners. Don't the want to get off too early on. More said about that game. <laughs> <laughs> coming to coming to you now, Dick. Like like we said, Ross Barkley. And, coming in on loan and obviously impressing that Liverpool game. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I've also given them an eight. I think, like Lewis says, they've spent a hell of a lot again. But I think this time they've thought about the signings more compared to last season. I think Martinez, I think it's relatively cheap for the keeper that he is spending 18 million. Watkins still needs to prove himself if he is going to 
justify that price tag. I think Matty Cash is a brilliant signing from Forest. I know we were going for him for ages, but once again, we wouldn't pay the cash for him. And Ross Barkley on loan. I questioned it at first because I thought, how can you fit Barkley and Grealish and Hurahan and McGinn in the same team? But they've shown to make it work against Liverpool. And and Ben, coming to you, I think in our predictions for the for the league table, I don't think many of us put Villa too high up. Um, has your opinion changed a little bit? How do you rate them in their transfer business this summer? Yeah, it has really, Ash. I think um, with the additions that they have brought in, I think it's kind of already just even on paper bringing them away from talk of the relegation zone. Um, I don't think they're safety, obviously, by no stretch. The league's still in the early stages, but I think... The additions that they brought in have been brilliant. They've had, they've strengthened all over the pitch. I think Barkley, although Watkins is your marquee signing, I think Barkley is bringing the breast out of Grealish already. For someone who doesn't like Grealish, even I admit on Sunday, he ran the show with Barkley. Um, and if that can continue, then it looks like a good season for Villa. I've got to agree. I think I think seven for me is fair for them. Uh, I think, obviously, Martinez, the, the players we've mentioned that they've brought in, um, hopefully will will be enough for him to stay up this season as well. But obviously, there's a long season ahead before before we make that um, assumption. Coming to Brighton now, and, and Deck, I'm going to come to you first because you took one of Brighton's men this year, Dale Stevens. How do you think Brighton have done in the in their overall transfer business? I'd say it's a relatively boring window for Brighton. I mean, they've signed more than my team, Burnley, but Lallana's a good signing. Jensen Weir from Wigan, I think, will be a good signing in the future. Beltman brings experience from Ajax, but I've only given them a five. And Lewis, what about you? Are you in an agreement, a relatively stale um, transfer window? I, I went for a six because I think the best piece of business they've done was get Ben White to sign a new deal. Um, Lalana is a great signing, I think. Veltman as well, had much experience. They've got rid of what they're, they're trying to get away from, the, um, their old style, and they managed to get rid of Dale Stevens, Shane Duffy, Glenn Murray. And I was tempted to give them a 10 because on the website I looked at for all the transfers, it said that Fulham gave them 15 million quid for Anthony Knocker. So I've, <laughs> I've got, got 10 and a half. I've got 10, 10 and a half. I think it's 10 mil with Adams, yeah. Even 10 mil, so it's uh, <laughs> somewhere between a 6 and a 10 for Brighton. <laughs> so a 6 from you, Lewis. And, and what about you, Ben? I know you mentioned to me the other day about how, how good of a player sort of Glenn Murray is and maybe... He hasn't played too much at Watford since he's joined, but is he going to be a big miss for Brighton this year? Um, first of all, giving him a 5.5 for the transfer window overall. Going to Mori, I don't think he'll be a big miss for Brighton, but I was surprised they've not kept him in terms of bringing him off the bench for experience. I'm also surprised Watford haven't played him from the start more, but maybe that is legs, but that's obviously another story for another day. Um Lewis just mentioned Ben White signing there and what a great you know addition to their squad from last year that is. But also Tarek Lamptey, his emergence is great to see. Um, and while it is sad to see that you know the likes of Shane Duffy, Stevens, Boyery have gone um, from the championship days at Brighton, football moves on. And I think Brighton are moving on, like Lewis said, in the style of play. Um, Mopai, again, a good signing last year. I hope to see better things from him this year. But yeah, a steady but boring transfer window for the Seagulls. I'm in agreement. A five, I think, is fair. Like I said, stale. Might be a bit of a harsh term to use, but there's nothing too exciting going on at Brighton this season. But I don't think they've got too poor of a squad. I think they'll probably do all right this season. 
Uh, Deck, obviously, coming to you first now with Burnley. I know you've got some strong opinions. What are your thoughts? I'm not going to voice my opinions because they'll get nowhere now. <laughs> <laughs> Stevens, he's an all-right squad signing for the price we paid for him. I'm glad to get Gibson out to Norwich. I hope he's a permanent because he's just a crybaby, if I'm being honest. Uh, so, opinions on Mike Garlic. The only justification he has for not spending money in this transfer window is if the takeover is ongoing now. If not, then I'm afraid he's just got to go. Dash deserves to be backed, and I wouldn't be surprised to see him go to like a Crystal Palace or maybe even an Aston Villa if they do sack Smith if they go on a poor run because he deserves to have money spent. I know you've you've uh, obviously you've voiced your opinions to me. I think you've you've uh, summed it up pretty well there. Ben, coming to to you now, you know they've got rid of some some deadwood like Joar. Um, well, Jeff Hendricks not not so much deadwood. I think some Burnley fans would have liked to see him stay. How have you summed up Burnley's transfer window? Yeah, it's just been horrendous, and it. Let's be honest, um, they were linked with a lot of names. I think the fact that Dice has been so open throughout the transfer window and his, you know, sort of criticism of the board as such, I think that's a bad sign for Burnley. It wouldn't surprise me if he does leave Burnley this year and I can see him struggling even more so if he does go. Um, I just don't know why then he's not getting the backing, to be honest. And Maybe Deck can give us some answers there, but who knows? And I mean, we've got the money to back him. It's just... I think Garlic's view ever since buying the club was to make it a selling club. So we release our profits every year and show how much we've made to make it more attractive, I'd say, to investors. So I never really feel like he's wanted to put too much money into transfers if he's just going to sell it at the end of the day anyway. I think, you know, just just jumping in my opinion before going over to Lewis, I think, you know, they managed to keep the likes of, of Nick Pope and, and James Tarkowski. And, you know, they're, they're two big players that they've managed to keep hold of. So for me, I've, I've been generous. I've given them a four. Uh, they're wow. that, low, they're, they're that low purely <laughs> down to the players they've brought in, but they've managed to keep hold of arguably two of your most important players, especially last season. So for, for me, it's a four. And Lewis, I'm, I'm interested in what you've got to think. Obviously, they've lost, uh, they've lost your former man, Aaron Lennon, uh, when he got released earlier on uh, this year. What are your thoughts on their transfer window? Yeah, I gave them a four. It would have been a lot lower, but they managed to keep on to James Tarkowski. Um, the in-style Stevens, like Dex says, which is a solid signing, but it's as far as underwhelming signings go, it's, it's, it's up there. Yeah, it's nothing but, special. I think they signed the lad from Wolves, Will Norris. Is he your third choice, Def? Third or fourth choice. I'll, I'll yeah, give up at this point. We go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think Jeff Hendrick was a big loss. And though Newcastle is a bigger club than Burnley, I don't think in terms of football, he's progressed that much going to a better side. They managed to get rid of Ben Gibson, who, like Def says, caused more problems off the pitch than he helped them on the pitch. So I went for a four, mainly because of they kept Tarkowski against the likes of Leicester and West Ham. So four out of ten for Burnley. Now moving on to a club where one of our um, one of the guys off our course actually said that, that these were task contenders this year in Inter, which uh, resulted in you know, a mini uproar. I'd say uh, they've been one of the <laughs> one of the busier teams of the transfer window, but they haven't gelled as as well as maybe they'd have liked liked to to have done um, this early on. Um, ben, coming to you first on Chelsea, really, uh, they've brought in big names like Werner, Chilwell, Havertz, but 
have they have they brought in what they actually needed? Yeah, I mean, I think with Chelsea it was a case of early business and good business. Um, they made some marquee signings like you just gone through there, uh, Werner and Havertz in particular. Yeah, they've not made the breakthrough yet in terms of like you said, jelly. But I think you've got to remember we're still in the early stages of the season. They are still gelling. And I do think they will come good eventually. This season, they'll be nowhere near the title contenders. Probably not even the season after. But I think soon they'll be pushing again if Lampard can get it right. Um, what I will say is that I'm very sad to see the youth policy go out the window so easy. Um, Losses cheek, Barkley and Ampadu have all gone to on loan to you know, Premier League clubs as well. So, if they can cut it in the Prem at other clubs, why can't they cut it at Chelsea? Um, 6.5 for me, but a good a good window, but not great. And Lewis, coming over to you, one of the biggest um, sort of ongoing arguments that were going on at Chelsea was, was the goalkeeper. And obviously, they've brought in Mendy. Um, it's, yeah. It's, we haven't seen I it. Dis- I disagree with Ben, to be honest. I've went for an 8.5. But that's purely on paper. This window could end up being a catastrophe for Chelsea. End up looking back at Tottenham when they when they sold Bale. They've signed a lot of good footballers, but it could go wrong. I've not. I can't say I've seen much of Edward Mendy, but I think uh, the, between the four of us, we'd be better in goal for Chelsea than Kepa. Um, <laughs> ZF, who's their best signing, on in my opinion, hasn't played yet. Werner is a will hit the ground when he when he scores. He'll, he'll bang them in. He'll, he's a great sign. And Thiago Silva adds a bit of leadership. The question marks over Havertz's price tag, but I think he will be a good player. Ben Chilwell, you left back for the next decade. And as well as that, they managed to get some of the lads like Ampadu and Conor Gallagher on good Premier League loan moves where they're going to play. I think um, Barkley and Loftus-Cheek were dead wood. So I think they've done well getting them. They've got them good moves. And they managed to get the sixty million in for Morata off at Let's Go Madrid before he was sold on. So I think overall, on paper, a very good window for Chelsea, but it could all turn nasty very quickly, especially if you don't get results. And just coming to you, a name we mentioned earlier in, in William, um, is him leaving the club a good move overall for Chelsea, considering who they've replaced him with? I think yeah, I think the replacements are good enough to take his place. I mean, he was, what is he, 32, 33 maybe? I think it's good to get him off the wages and get some younger talent like Kai Havertz in, who I think is going to be a brilliant signing once he can adjust to the speed of the Premier League. Thiago Silva, I think there was a quote about him. He doesn't speak English yet, but he speaks the language of football. Just an amazing centre-half. Brilliant leader. Ben Chilwell, like Lewis said, you left back for the next decade, already scored a goal. Timo Werner has shown glimpses of brilliance. Just not quite hit the ground running yet, but I think he will. I think Malang Sar is a brilliant centre-half for the future. I've seen him a little bit at Nice last season. He looked very comfortable for his age. And Edouard Mendy, once again, looks a lot more comfortable than Kepa has this season, to be honest. And for £21 million compared to Kepa's price, I think that's a good signing. I'd give him um, a seven. Probably deserve an eight, looking back on it now. But like I said, they've brought in... Some some marquee plays. It'd be interesting to see how Mendy does because if Mendy does well, then that's that's a massive boost for Chelsea compared to to sort of Kepa who they have had. Like I said, the loss of William they replaced well. I agree with what you said, Deck, and it is a shame to see them sort of 
go away from that youth side after after relying kind of so heavily on it last year. But let's see if it works for Lampard this season. Coming to you now, Ben, for Crystal Palace. Not not much business for Palace, but is that is keeping Zaha their best move? Yeah, I mean, I was just about to say, Ash, it's, it's been a quiet window for the Eagles, but, you know, keeping Zaha again is a major plus point. How long he'll, they will keep him, I don't know. Every, every single transfer window, they talk of him going, surely it won't be long. Um, the signing of Easy and Nathan Ferguson, actually, from a then EFL West Brom side, um, it's, it's great that teams are now going into the EFL for signings for me. Um, it's great that they're having English players signing for them. Um, and my worry is, though, that we do have an ageing squad. Um, I think we discussed this in our previous podcast, in our predictions. We'll, come the end of the season, that could tell tail on them. Um, and I think that's for injuries and like, fatigue and stuff. And I think it will catch up with them eventually. I think, like you say, we spoke quite heavily about, about the ageing squad and not much business means our opinion doesn't change much. And for you, Lewis, is your opinion the same? Um, yeah, like Ben said, it was a good window. Was a, I wouldn't say underwhelming, but a quiet one. Nathan Ferguson's a great signing. Every GSA is a fan, will be a fantastic signing. I wanted him to play for us. Um, Bashwai will give you 10 goals. He'll score more than Ben Teke was going to. Um, and one thing which was a like you say, you kept Zaha as well. But one thing that I noticed with Palace this summer was the saga of Alexander Salor. They had an eight million <laughs> release clause to Transbonspor, I think, as it's pronounced. And he bagged 30 there last yeah. year. They managed to wriggle their way out of that one and get 22 million quid off Red Bull Leipzig for him. So he managed to, from a bad deal into a good deal. So with keeping Zaha, and three smart signings, not losing any of the best players. I've gave Palace a 6.5 out of 10 for the window. And Declan, it could change as well, if it, depending on how far the interest in Ben Rama goes in the next week or so. And Deck, not much to talk about when it comes to Palace, but with uh, with that Zaha, have they got a, a relatively okay score for you? Yeah, I think they've done well once again to keep Zaha, and Ez is a superb signing. I really wanted him to play for us, but we couldn't quite afford him, I don't think, anyway. Him and Zaha on the wing is going to tear teams apart. They've done it to Manchester United partly already. Batshuayi, good backup striker for Jordan Ayew, I'd say. Jordan Ayew is just a little bit better than him at the moment. And Nathan Ferguson's going to be a brilliant right-back for the future for him. So I've given them a six. I'm in agreement with the six. Purely from watching that, that United Palace game, Um it kind of again reflected like like it has on many games how important Zaha is to Crystal Palace, and you know like I said there I use a key player but Shawai's a great player to bring back in on loan obviously knows the club he's been there before, so a six from me I think is fair. Now Lewis moving on to arguably, I mean we said before that this this team have done the best in the transfer window your club Everton, sum it up for us. Um, well, yeah we spoke on the predictions when. I said, if we sign the three midfielders, we'll have a better season than what it predicted us. We signed the three midfielders, and all three of them have hit the ground running. The core we knew from his Watford days, it was superb. Alan was well known for his Champions League performances, but the man, the myth, the legend himself already, James Rodriguez, what a footballer. I was on record saying I didn't think he'd be as good as people made out for. 
oh my days, he is a fantastic footballer. The left back we signed from Marseille for a quarter of a million has turned out to be great. We've invested in a young centre-back from Norwich, Ben Godfrey, and we've got competition for Pickford. So I've went for an eight. It would have been higher if it was just incomings, but we still have a lot of garbage, let's say, to put it nicely, on our books. Yannick Balassi, Mo Besic. We've, we managed to shift Moise Keane on loan, Theo Walcott on loan, but we're paying half of Theo Walcott's wages. We managed to shift Sandro permanently, which is Marcel Brands deserves a night in for that. But we didn't recoup any big fees for our players. So, though the incomings were great, the lack of outgoings was still obvious. So, I went for an 8 out of 10 for Everton. And coming to you, Ben, obviously, as Luis touched on James Rodriguez, I think most of the lads on the on the course have James Rodriguez in their dream I will team. put out there before Ben goes James Rodriguez signing of the summer you can <laughs> quote me on that one in May as well <laughs> Ben so sum us up your thoughts on Everton's transfer business yeah the, the best in the Premier League without a shadow of a doubt for me um, I think obviously James is the obvious marquee signing like Lewis has just said what more can you say what a footballer um, am I right in saying you've got him on a free as well at this um, I believe we bought his contract out rather than a transfer fee. So the actual transfer fee was nothing, but I believe Madrid received about eight and a half million for it. I mean, it's still nothing, that, is it? Really? Oh, yeah. Stone no. Age. Absolutely. Um, Masterclass. Yeah, I mean, obviously, the, the midfield's been bolstered. You, like you said, you've added at the bar, you've added competition with Pickford, which I do think is well needed. Um, for me, you've got a nine. Um, it would have been a 10, but like you, you alluded to as well, Crawford, um, the expenditure compared to what you've recouped back is like minus 60 odd million. Um, mm. But yeah, I, I think you'll have a, a brilliant season uh, and I can't see it derailing at the minute. Deck, I can only assume your opinions are, are shared with the lads. What are your thoughts on, on how Everton have done? Yeah, I've given them a nine as well. I think. How good is that in Kunku, by the way, Lewis? Oh, when I've seen him, he's absolutely incredible. He's only played in the cup games, but considering he was meant to be fair choice behind Leighton Baines before he made the decision to retire and Marseille deemed him not good enough to play for their first team. He's never played a professional minute before joining us. I couldn't believe it. He's great. He's brilliant. He's only 19 uh, as well. Yeah. yeah. Future. Uh, Alan. Fantastic signing. Rodriguez, signing of the season. Decore was already proven in the Premier League. They needed the midfield three. I agreed with Lewis on the Predictions podcast. They've got that in. They've also got Godfrey in a centre-half, who I think is a brilliant centre-half for the future. And they've got a keeper, which I'm so happy about for them. I've got to agree. I've, I've given them a, an 8.5. I think they've done, done the best um, in the league when it comes to transfers. And be interesting interesting to see how Godfrey and, and Olsen do for everything if you know if Olsen does come in and, and challenge Pickford. I hope he's good I really hope he's good but for Everton fans sake they've had Pickford for long enough <laughs> so they, they lost Baines but they've they've you know with, without disrespecting him because he's a club legend they're not missing him and I think that's it's a big part for, for Everton and I think Ancelotti is a brilliant manager and the business he, he's carried out this summer is second to none it's brilliant 
Um, Deck, coming to you, starting with Fulham, I mean, they've, they've brought in quite a few players, but have they brought in anyone substantial? In other words, they've done a Fulham once again, I think. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They started well in the window. They brought in Reed and Lamina, two Premier League players. They paid a hell of a lot for knockout, which we won't go on to because that's poor. And then they've done it. They've gone and got Ariola from PSG, hasn't played in the Premier League. Kenny Tete from Lyon, hasn't played in the Premier League. Luckman played well for Everton, I'll agree with that. Joachim Anderson hasn't played Premier League football. So it's just the same old story for Fulham. Although they haven't spent as much money as they did last time, I just think I've given them a six just simply because they've signed centre-halves and they needed to sign centre-halves. But I just think they've done a Fulham once again and they've finished bottom of the league again. And Ben, a name we mentioned earlier in Ruben Loftus-Cheek, he's obviously joined Fulham on loan. How have you rated their transfer business? Yeah, I mean, I think Dex found it up perfect in the fact that they've done a Fulham. Last time they come up, they spent £100 million on unproven players. This time they spent less than that, but still on unproven players. Um, knockout, good, good enough player for Fulham. Good enough player for the Premier League, not sure. Harrison Reid, good player. But then they, they make these sort of signings that at any other Premier League club you'd expect, like Areola from PSG, but you don't expect it at Fulham. The reason you don't expect it is because they never come off. Um, I think Lawson Sheik's a great signing for them. He'll probably be going into my fantasy purely because he'll be assisting all the goals, scoring the goals. Um, but other than that, yeah. I can't see any sort of salvation from perform from the transfer market. And Lewis, do you share the opinion said so far? Um, I've went for a zero out of ten because they spent that much money on Anthony Knockout. <laughs> and <laughs> I haven't Googled him to try and find the exact price. It looks like he's joining Forest on loan. <laughs> oh, wow. So, um, no, on it, I went for a five. And that was mainly bolstered by deadline day. I think Loftus-Cheek is an absolute kook for them. I think that's a fantastic signing. Um, Andy Robinson, good signing. Lamina, good signing. Harrison Reed, decent signing. Ariola, good keeper. Tete, decent fullback. Aina, can't say I've seen much of him. But I, I believe he's a right back. And so why have they bought two right backs? Um, <laughs> Joachim and that's why. They can score, but they can't defend. That's their problem. Like that, like I don't that, think they'll so. change. Anderson has not played Premier League football, neither has Adarabayo. However, I'm led to believe by Rovers fans he was very, very good there last season. Luckman has got it all. Whether he gives it all is a very different point. So I think, like Ben says, I think they've done a Fulham again, but it's a 6 5 6 because they identified they needed centre backs and got free in very, very quickly. I've gone Can I just it. say before Ash yeah, says on. anything, um, how long are we going to look at Loftus-Cheek as a future England midfielder before we realise he's not that good? It's mad that Loftus-Cheek's 33 years of, old, three, 33 years of age. <laughs> <laughs> it's he's, okay because Lingard's still got time no, I mean, to <laughs> What is he like? He's 24 now. so He's almost safe. as old as 26-year-old Matthew Pennington who's still on Everton's books. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, but, Chelsea just don't. Chelsea just don't seem to give him the chance. So you can't make the push to England if you're not playing for, like, say, Chelsea. or I don't know. I think with their midfield as well at Chelsea, I don't think he'll be getting back in there anytime soon anyway. But, 
Yeah, I've, I've gone for a, a four. Like you say, they've brought in a lot, a lot of players, a lot of well-knowns, maybe not the right term, but players, players that we, you know, we know of. Um, you know, they've brought in some, some all right names, but nothing substantial. And obviously, all these players have got a gel. I mean, we saw it with QPR um, a few seasons ago. I mean, they, they went to next level with that, and obviously brought in big names like Cesar, and, and that didn't end well for him. But I think a four is fair. They brought in some all right players, but we'll see how they, how they fare. And now, Lewis, moving on to Leeds, has, has Bielsa got in the players that he needs? Um, I think from what I've heard from pals who support Leeds, they're a body show. But I think the window was very solid. He didn't lose the best players. They, they really wanted Ben White. They never got Ben White. Um, but they managed to get Robin Cock, who, despite his shaky start, Seemed very good since. Um, Helder Costa, decent signing. The goalkeeper on a permanent deal is a good signing. Jack Harrison, who, despite me questioning whether he'd make it at Premier League level, has started the season well. I think Rodrigo, slightly overpriced, I think will be a good signing. Made in Bolton. Um, yeah, played in Bolton. First <laughs> Premier League goal in 10 years this weekend, was it? Yeah. yeah. Who did he score his last one against? Was it, it was. Diego <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, Lorente seems a good signing. So I've went for a six. But if they sign Todd Campwell, like the rumour too, I'll give them a seven. So a good solid window by Leeds and they'll be comfortable. And Ben, you just touched on that. your former man, Rodrigo, there. Um, how, have you, how have you rated Leeds? Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, Rodrigo's below par for us, thinking he was still developing at the time, weren't ready for Premier League football. Um, overall, Leeds, I'd give him a seven. I think he agree with Lewis in terms of the fact they've had a steady transfer window. Um, they brought in, you know, sort of players where they needed to. I think permanently signing Mesley is good because obviously Casilla, with what's gone on, can't see him starting many games. The fact that he's not a good goalkeeper either. Well, yeah, there is that. Um, Nothing. I, I think, think he's quite good. No, he's shambolic. No, I no, thought you were going to say something else then. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the signing of obviously the porch of Geldart from from those people down the road um, has been very good. I think he'll be going for the future. Um, the one thing I'm disappointed in is the fact that they didn't get Ben White. Um, and I think, to be honest, harsh as it is, Liam Cooper will prove too slow for the Premier League. Dick, we saw Leeds come up this summer from the Championship after a long wait. Your dad's obviously a Leeds fan. Um, how have you rated them? They're brilliant to watch, aren't they? Any Bielsa side is. I think, like a normal Bielsa side, they'll tire in the second half of the season anyway. Meslier, brilliant signing. Had a brilliant game against Sheffield United, I think it was. Uh, Geller, another brilliant signing for the future. Robin Cock and Lorente, both not as good as Ben White, but I think they were dealt a poor hand by Brighton. 30 million, Ben White's not worth that anyway. I think Rafinha will be a good signing, the deadline day signing, but I think they wanted Dan James, really. I've rated them a seven, but I think had they got other targets, it'd be a lot higher. I've got to agree, I think a seven's fair. They've brought in some some good players, and obviously Ben White's. A relatively big miss when you compare sort of his performances last season. But I think you 
you're more than right in saying 30 million is too big of an asking price for, for someone who had a good season in the championship. Yeah, um, Rashford absolutely ruined. There is that. <laughs> I think he sent him four times. Yeah, he yeah, sat him down twice, I think. <laughs> um, moving on to, to Leicester now, not much, not many uh, ins for Leicester, but some some, some good players that have, that have entered the club for not too expensive price tags either. Ben, what are your thoughts? Um, I think Castagna has been a good signing. Um, I think that's already proven. 20, 21 million for a fullback in this day and age isn't that much. What I will say is I think they've overspent on that Fofana, is it, at the back? He's only 19 and they paid 30 odd million for him. Um, no, I can't say I've ever seen him play, but to me, you don't spend that sort of money on a teenager. Um, but maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just old-fashioned. Um, ben Chilwell, sad to see him go, but I think like Lewis alluded to earlier when we were talking about Chelsea, he needed that step up. Um, and I... I think as as well as Leicester has started this season, I can't see him finishing it as strong or carrying it on. Um, but who knows, because Vardy always bad goals. Overall in the transfer market, I'd probably give him a 6.5. And Dick, what are your thoughts? Obviously, it's still early days and, and I'd say the players that, that have played have, have fit in relatively well and they haven't had any too many big players leave the club other than uh, Ben Chilwell. What are your thoughts on, on how they've done? I think Castagna is a good signing, like Ben said, but I just found it strange how they signed a right-back as a replacement for a left-back. I mean, he's proven me wrong slightly already by playing well, but I just think it's strange. I think Cheng is under from Roma. Could be a good signing if he gets the game time. Fafana, again, a lot of money, but Saint-Etienne do produce good centre-backs, Kurt Zuma being one of them. I think Saliba, who went to Arsenal, they produced him as well. I think the loss of Chilwell rates is at a six for me, or else it'd be higher. And Lewis, just finishing off with your thoughts about Leicester. Yeah, like Dex said, Castagne's obviously came in and been a very good sign, and anyone signing from that Atalanta side is a good sign, because they are one hell of a side, by the way. But um, what I think... One of Leicester's best players is Ricardo Pereira. Where does he play now? Are they going to put him on the wing or are they going to play some one of the two out of position at wing-back? I, I, I presume, even though Justin's played well, I, I'd see him dropping out. Yeah, to, but then you're playing someone out of position. I just think, what's the point? But then, okay, but maybe. Brendan Rodgers probably knows a little bit more about football than me. However, that could be very <laughs> questionable. Um, for Farnett, can't say I've seen much of him. Thirty-seven million for someone who probably will play because they've been playing Amarati at centre back, who's terrible. He's one awful footballer. Um, the loss of Chilwell probably won't hurt them as much because James Justin's a very good footballer. Adrian Silva went for next to no fee, I believe. It might have been a free transfer. And Rogers did say he wanted a central midfielder replacement, which he never got. I think under, and I'm going to put this one on record, this could go very wrong. Under will not score a Premier League goal. And for that reason, I will give Leicester a 6 out of 10 for the transfer window. I've agreed with with the 6. I don't think they've brought in anyone too too substantial other than Castagne. Uh, I can't pronounce his name, never can. Castagne. Um, Chilwell's a big loss, but like I said, Justin's kind of 
arisen and, and done really well for Rodgers. Um, they've obviously got rid of, um, I can't pronounce it, Gazelle, uh, the guy who came in to replace Mares a few years back. Um, he's he's off out on loan. So they've, like you mentioned earlier about the sort of deadwood at clubs, they they sort of got a few got rid of a few of those, but nothing too substantial, nothing too exciting. But Leicester do have a relatively good squad already. Um, Lewis, I'm going to come to you. I know you have some strong opinions about Liverpool, but can you sum up their transfer business in a in a way that's not going to get this podcast team on? <laughs> <laughs> um, Liverpool had a decent window, not fantastic. They signed probably the second best sign of the summer, let me say, behind Hamish Rodriguez in Thiago. I think he is one hell of a footballer. I mean, he's riddled the whole side with COVID, but other than that, he'll be great. <laughs> he's a fantastic footy player. Um, Yotta gives them some well-needed backup. He's 40 million, substantial though. Yeah, but he's... He gives for me, you know, good competition. He gives Salah and Mane a run for the money as a substitute. He's better than Shakiri. He's better than Origi. Origi's awful. Um, put that one on record for when he puts two packs to us next week. Um, <laughs> they got a cover, substantial cover for Andy Robertson. One thing, well, two things, I think. If Alisson's out for six weeks, they needed a goalkeeper because that fella in goal is an absolute lunatic, Adrian. He's an absolute <laughs> lunatic. <laughs> Uh, absolutely honestly masterclass against us in two weeks though and um, they needed a centre back to add competition as Matip is always injured but I have went for a 7.5 because how how they what they done to Sheffield United should have been illegal 24 million for a guy who's never scored in the Premier League I think he's played four games for Liverpool's first team the if he hits the ground running, becomes fantastic at Sheffield, he can get him back for 13 million more than they bought him for. Michael Edwards, I think his name is at Liverpool, fantastic, fantastic at negotiating good money for average players. So for that reason, I've gave them a 7.5 and a third place in my transfer window markings. And Ben, are you in agreement with Thiago being the second best signing in the overall transfer window? Um. I don't know. He's a very good player. Um, overall, I think they've done well. They get about 85 added points, like Lewis said, uh, for getting 24 million for Brewster. I think the man's just can't kick football. Um, no, on, I think they've spent a lot on Jota. It's kind of balanced out with the fact they didn't spend a lot on Thiago. Um, the left back they signed for him Piarkov. Never heard of him. So, um, but then you look at the balance on that again with Brewster and getting ten million for Lovren, kind of works out all right. I'll give it a sit. And do you agree with what Ben and Lewis have said so far? I've given them one higher than Ben, a seven, simply because the fact I really don't know how they get this amount of money for players. It's ridiculous. Ten million for Lovren, eight million for I think he's called Hoover or something. Hasn't played in Premier League. Twenty-four million for someone that's never played a prim- it's ridiculous and Thiago's one of the best midfielders in the world in my opinion he's absolutely brilliant to watch so just because of that I've given him a 7 and I mean they've still managed to keep Carrius away from the squad for another season or so is Carrius better than Adrian? this is a, no. a good, good debate isn't it? <laughs> well I mean even if he is he could not play for Liverpool again after that <laughs> not after that 
Um, but yeah, he's I, gone out on loan again, actually. I yeah, think. he has. Yeah, Union Berlin. He's gone to Union know. Berlin, yeah. Yeah, something to. He's their number one now. It's interesting. It's it's going to be. They'll soon hate him. <laughs> That's a bit harsh, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, I've given him a, a seven. Like you said, Thiago's a, an absolute world class signing. I was hoping, uh, as all United fans do, you know, when we get linked to every player in the dog, um, I was hoping Thiago were going to come to United, but obviously. I mean, the dog would be a better centre back than Harry Maguire, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> You're not wrong, but I think, like, like you say, a bit overpriced for, for Jota, but. Like I say, Thiago, it's a steal at that price that they've got him for. Um, De- coming to you, you recently played these in the cup. Sorry, bring that up actually. Uh, City, they've they've brought in some some more out players and they, they've kept sort of the the big names. Obviously, David Silva left. Uh, Sane has gone to Bayern, but have, have they done all right? They spend a lot on centre backs, like so much money. I think Diaz will be good. I think Ake's all right, but they just, they're not going to have company. They need to get this through their heads. They're never going to find someone that is like company, so they need to stop spending money on players that are they're trying to get like company. They need a left-back. Ben Mendy's not good enough defensively. I'd argue Walker probably is at the moment, but he has good spells, bad spells. They finally got rid of Otamende, which is good for City fans, as I've heard. So I've given them a six. I don't think I can give him any higher than that. And Luce, what are your thoughts on on City? Um, yeah, I didn't rate City's transfer window whatsoever. Um, I went for a four actually. So, Ferran Torres might become the real deal. He looked all right against us, did Torres? Yeah, to be fair, he looked quite good against Leeds, but. Is he better than Sané? Is he in? no? No, he's not. Will he be reach the ceiling? Sané is going to reach. No, he will not. Um, Sixty-five million pounds on a centre back who is not going to improve them massively. He'll improve them to what Otamendi was, but sixty-five million quid for a Portuguese league player is ridiculous. Forty million for Nathan Ake, who I think is a good footballer, but. 40 million quid. It's like they don't learn what to, after buying John Stones. Scott Carson on loan. Stones back, surely. I'd have John Stones back, but <laughs> that's not for 50 million quid. Um, yeah, so. Brav- they got rid of Bravo. They got rid of Otamendi. They got rid of Angelino on loan. But to be honest, Angelino is probably better than Mendy. So they needed. I think, a left-back and another attacking player. What I say to my pals is Aguero, company, and David Silva are the three winners in that squad. Without, that, without them three, they look like nothing. So, I went for a four out of ten. Just before we move on to Ben's predictions, um, who, who is City's uh, number two? Um, Zach Steppen. Is he any good? Um, yeah, um, they, had him on, they, they had him on loan in the MLS last year. I think they signed him and loaned him back out. He's the US is number one at the minute. Because it's very good on loan at Dusseldorf, but German league's different to the Premier League, obviously. Uh, he got he got an injury, and I haven't really seen him play since, to be honest. Because just looking at, at that, then I weren't sure if they, they had like a a decent number two. You know, like obviously we spoke about Liverpool and their situation with with Adrian. Um, obviously, Bravo weren't 
weren't too great for City. I mean, especially in his first few games. <laughs> first season, I think, I think he were, weren't it? Stefan could probably step in for a couple of games and be better than Adrian, but say Edison like did his ACL or something out for six months, they'd have to sign another goalkeeper. And Ben, what are your thoughts on, on sort of who City have brought in and, and the two big misses? Yeah, they just don't learn the lesson, do they? Um, what I don't understand, actually, is why every season they think that they've bought um, Diaz and Ake, and for the money they paid for the two of them combined, they could have gone out and got a world-class centre-half. Just do the one. Because Laporte's good, keep him, injury, keep him safe from injury, then get someone to bolster and that's good. And... It's, it's becoming a, a random theme in the Prem, like you just said about not having a second choice keeper that's good enough. Um, it's very strange. Uh, overall, City, I wouldn't say a poor winner because they spent money. They, as usual, they spend money. They've got good players in. Um, but it's whether them players come off from. I'd give them a six and a half. I've, uh, I've, I've given them a six. Like I say, they've, they've always spent on defenders once again. Um, Fran Torres, as Dex said, looks impressive. Um, I'm sure they've, they've lost Sani. Have they replaced him? We don't know yet. Not straight away, they haven't. Um, got rid of Otamendi, so I think six probably fair. Uh, moving on to United now, I'm talking about um, teams that don't have second keepers. I mean, argu- arguably, United have three keepers that are good enough to play Premier League football. Um, coming to you first, Lewis, about, about United and and their business and, and sort of the De Gea saga. Of, of, did they do the right thing in, in keeping him this summer? Um, yeah, I went for United. I think deadline day saved them a little bit. I went for a five. They replaced Luke Shaw, which is the best thing they could have done because James Corden cannot play football. And <laughs> he is somehow the highest paid left back in world football. James Corden. <laughs> um, Cavani, it seems like a short-term solution to a bigger issue. Probably get a few goals, but do they need them? No. Van der Beek, I don't know if he's going to be brilliant or terrible. And they've still got Phil Jones. Paddy Maguire still play, is still a first-choice centre-back. I don't know why they were so desperate to get rid of Chris Morland, because he's there, but he'd be their best centre-half. So, five out of ten for me. I think Teller saves that a bit. Yeah, I think, like I said, the, the deadline business was good for United and give me a little bit more hope, but obviously still absolutely destroyed from that 6-1. Uh, Deck, what are your thoughts on, on United's business and, and Woodward and who he's, who he's brought in and, and, and who we've missed out on, really? I'm, I'm not sure how they've gone, how they've come out of the transfer market weaker at centre-half than they went in when the priority surely had to be to get another centre-half. It, it absolutely baffles me. I think Tellers is a good signing, but I can't wait to see him and Bruno fight over a penalty because Tellers has taken penalties for Porto for God knows how long. Cavani's a very good side and will do well, despite what United fans think at the minute. Palestria looks like a good youngster. I've seen him a few times. I think he played for Diego Forlan's side in Argentina. Van der Beek, good signing. Again, didn't need him. Needed other areas. So I've rated them a five. Ben, are you in agreement with with sort of the the five rating we've we've had so far? Um, I've gone slightly higher with a six, and 
let me just start by saying, how dare United fans be so aggrieved when I nearly didn't have a club? Um, no, I'm only kidding. Um, <laughs> I think it is poor when you go into a window expecting Sancho, expecting this, that and the other, and then a, a club the size of United are leaving it till last minute to do business. It's worrying for your fans. Um, Tellers is a great signing. Um, Van der Beek is a good player, but not the right signing, like Dex said. Um, I think something tells me you should have got rid of De Gea and that's no, nothing to do with how he's performed this season so far but I just think maybe it's time for him to move on maybe it's time for a fresh start um, not great not horrendous I give it a 6 I've agreed with a 6 and just touching on that De Gea thing I think if we did get rid of him we'd, it's not as if we we had someone like Adrian to fall back and we have Dean Anderson we have Romero, two keepers who, you know, who rightly have that should get the opportunity to play. Um, moving on to Van der Beek, you're right, a player we didn't need. He looks promising though. Um, Tellez, I'm really happy about. That. I think Lewis um, hit the nail on the head uh, with his James Corden comment. I'm excited to see Cavani because obviously he scored a lot of goals. He is wearing the number seven. Our, our last few number sevens haven't done great, so I do hope he does come in. Um, kind of has the effect, maybe similar to what Ibrahimovic did. Obviously, Ibrahimovic is a, a different level of player, but hopefully Cavani will come in and it, it help mould our attack because we've got quite a young attack. But yeah, I think six is fair enough and let's not even talk about United's defence and the fact that we've lost Chris Smalling for £18 million. <laughs> Phil Jones is entitled to a testimonial this year, but we won't go into that. <laughs> Moving uh, on, kind of he's, he's, he's come out Cavani. and said he won't have one, mate. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Jones has come out and said he won't have one because no one to go anywhere. But I mean, he couldn't go now. So <laughs> with Cavani, I think the signing's good because I think he can be like an Ibrahimovic sort of leader. I'd say he's got a lot of experience, so it's it's going to be brilliant to bring someone like that in. But who do you drop for him because he's going to want to play on those wages? And like you said, I, I was there someone when we first got announced because it was just kind of like, we were, you know, it, it were like we were linked to Sancho, who's so young, and then Cavani comes in, he's so old. But looking on it from a different perspective, that his age and his experience will like mould those players. So I'm, I'm thinking Greenwood will probably get dropped, and they'll probably try and get Martial to go out wide. But he has talked about it before, so it'd be interesting to see what does happen. And moving on Remember to Greenwood, the next Makeda. <laughs> <laughs> Um, going to Newcastle, and come to you for stick. They took Jeff Hendrick on a on a free this season. What are your thoughts on how Newcastle have done? The Beatles, so <laughs> that was a brilliant game to watch. Uh, no, I think Hendrick on a free is a great signing. I'm disappointed we got rid of him, but he never really got over with the fans. So I feel like as soon as he could get out, he would have got out. Callum Wilson's a brilliant signing. A lot of money for someone his age, but he does score goals. The keeper they sound from Motherwell looks awful, but I won't go into that because he's not going to play a lot. Ryan Fraser, brilliant signing. Then they've got two, I'd say, rapid wingers in Sam Maximan who can rip a team apart, as I've seen firsthand when he's on form. And Ryan Fraser, who's very quick himself. And Jamal Lewis, that was a surprising one for me because Liverpool were linked with him. I was very surprised to see him go to Newcastle. Anyway, I've given them a seven. I can't like I just can't see him giving any lower or higher. I think they'll be mid table come end of the season. But with signings that they've made, 
they probably won't get dragged into any relegation battle. And Ben, what are your thoughts on Steve Bruce's side? I know they've brought in um, this summer. Yeah, I've got to agree with Deck entirely. I think Wilson, I mean, they raided Bournemouth, aren't they, really? Fraser and Wilson, surprised you've not got Josh King along with them. Um, Jeff Hendrick and Astute signing for free. They've not spent that much money. Um, I think they've only spent money on two players, and that's Wilson and Lewis. Um, they've not got rid of any of the dead wood, I wouldn't say. Um, and I think they could have done with a backup goalkeeper that's better than the one that's come in. Because um, if Dubravka is it? No, actually, is is Darlow been playing? Darlow's been starting in the league, and uh, Gillespie's been playing in the cup. So where's Dubravka gone? I think he's injured. Yeah, yeah, no, Dubravka's okay. injured. Right. right. Um, but yeah, for me, Newcastle fans can't complain this summer. Seven. And Lewis coming to you now for for Newcastle. How's they done? I see the worst owner in the league who doesn't invest any money. He's put another forty million into the club this summer. <laughs> Michael nearly died. You want, you want to talk about worst owners <laughs> in the league, right? So um, <laughs> I went for a seven. I think Hendrick and Fraser on a three, no brainers. Upgrades on the squad. Wilson will score more goals than Andy Carroll. Wilson will score more goals than Joe Linton. And Wilson Wilson will score more goals than Muto, who they ended up shifting. Um, Jamal Lewis, better left back than Paul Dummett. So I think it was a solid window for Steve Bruce's side, seven out of ten. Got to agree, a seven's fair enough. I won't, won't go too much into Newcastle because I think enough's been said. But Wilson's, he's already paying back to Newcastle that some of that fee with with the goals he's offered so far. Moving to a team that that did extremely well last season in the league. Uh, in Sheffield United and this, this season haven't had the best of starts the transfer window there's there's not a lot to shout about for them really um, Lewis what are your thoughts now Sheffield United have done this summer No, I gave them a five I think Bogle and Max Lowe and Ampadu are three great signings three great young cover for their very well reliable back five uh, I think Oliver Burke's a strange one very very strange one um, especially since Callum Robinson went the other way, who I think is probably a better player. Um, I think Brewster, massively overpriced, but will probably give them more goals than Billy Sharp and David McGold just will. And it would have been higher with the goalkeeper until you realise they sold him for a million quid and bought him back four years later for 19 million. So I think he's a good replacement for Henderson, but how do you let that one slip through the gaps is unreal. So five out of ten for Sheffield. And Ben, a player we mentioned earlier who left Chelsea on loan, another Chelsea youngster, Ampadu, he's joined Sheffield United. Have they strengthened their squad last, from last season or is it, is it quite stale? I think you look at the squad last season, they overperformed. Before the season even started, we all knew they wouldn't do as well this year. Um, as last year, it's like the second season, not the opposite of balance, whatever that is. Um, I think the, the loss of Henderson will affect them very badly. He's a be, he's a top class keeper. End of the day, uh, Ramsdale's good keeper. Um, interestingly, we let him go um, when he was a kid. So that's nice to know. Another one. Um, <laughs> we're not going to that one, shall we? Not. No. Yeah, no, um, I'd avoid it. Uh, I just think Brewster's very overpriced for his experience. He's their record signing now, which doesn't surprise you considering the value. 
Um, I think a five, five and a half is fair um, when you consider who they've lost as well. Um, I wouldn't describe it as a stale transfer window in such as Brighton has had a stale window, um, but it's certainly not riveting. Deck, would you agree a, a five is fair? I've given them a six, but for similar reasons, I could have easily given them a five. Ramsdale, I think, I've seen a Chris Wilder interview about him where they wanted to keep him, but financially couldn't. So they've got him back, and that's brilliant. A lot of money, but we won't go into that. The two fullbacks from Derby for, I think it was about eight million combined. He's brilliant, considering Derby wanted about 15 for Borgo last season. And Purdue's a good signing, will prove to be a good signing. Brewster, again, a lot of money. Hopefully he can prove himself, I guess. And I think they made a mistake in getting rid of Callum Robinson to West Brom. But other than that, I can't really say anything. I think, like the boys have said, uh, I've given my five. Like I say, not, not too much to shout about. They haven't lost anyone major other than other than Dean Henderson, I'd say. Ramsdale's, I'd say, a pretty good replacement. Maybe not as good as Dean Henderson. Um, but he's, he's still got time to prove himself and... I think I think they'll do relatively all right this year. I don't think they'll go down, but they, they definitely won't do as, as well as last season, as we've mentioned. Moving on to Southampton, Ben, how would you sum up their transfer business? Uh, a club that's done very little, uh, but still made some good acquisitions. Theo Walcott coming on is brilliant for them. There's a permanent signing of Carl Walker Peters is good. Um, the big loss is obviously the former captain, Hoybier, going to Tottenham. But I think they'll be all right. And I think Carson Hoot was a good manager. He's proved himself now after the start of last season. They had um, 6.5 average. Lewis, do you, uh, do you agree what what Ben said? The 6.5, is that fair? Um, I went for a five. I think bang average window. Signed two right backs. Signed the midfielder, who is definitely not going to be better than Hollisberg. And I think Walcott will be a good signing. I think he'll give them more goals than the likes of Redmond on the wing. So, five out of ten, but underwhelming window. And then, uh, Deck, how have the Southampton Southampton done this summer, um, in your opinion? Well, I've given them a six. I think Walker Peters is a good signing past the neutral style with being a very attacking wing-back. I think Salisu is what they need at centre-half. They need the quicker centre-half. Sandy midfielder to replace Hoiberg, even though I've never seen him play. I think that'll be a good enough signing. And Walcott from Everton back to his bio club, it can only mean that he's going to play well, in my opinion. So six for me. I've given him a five. I think that's relatively fair. I think it'll be interesting to see how Walcott does now back at his, his own club. Will he get that motivation again to sort of perform at his best level? We'll see. Coming to you, um, Deck, for Tottenham, I mean, they've, they've brought it back Bale on loan. You know, arguably one of the most iconic signings of the summer. What are your thoughts on their, their window? Well, I find it strange that Daniel Levy now has money to spend when Mourinho comes in compared to Pochettino, but that's for another podcast. Uh, I think Hoiberg, very astute signing. He just seems to kick people in the middle, which is what Tottenham needed. Literally, like, if you've seen the documentary, Mourinho says that they're too nice, and they were too nice last season. So now that they've got someone that will just literally kick people and not care about it, I think that'll help them. Matt Doherty, good signing from Wolves, proven in the Premier League. Joe Hart, backup goalkeeper at best. Poor for us, but could be good for Spurs. Gareth Bale's surely up there with one of the signings of the window. I think he's, I think he'll hit the ground running coming in. 
I've seen him play for Wales. He's been brilliant. He's been very underrated for Real Madrid for what he's contributed to them. And I think that he can help Tottenham achieve that next level. Regulon's a good signing, although I don't really like the buyback clause sort of thing on transfers. And Vinicius from Benfica, they needed a backup striker and they've got one. So I've given Spurs a seven. And Ben, what are your thoughts on Tottenham's transfer business? I've got one higher than Deck. Um, I think the marquee signing, obviously, is Gareth Bale. Um, it'd be wrong not to acknowledge him. But at the end of the day, I think you, you look at the other signings and their issue as well. They've got Reguillon, Doherty, um, in today's market for quite small money. Um, same with Hoybier from Southampton. And to be honest, it's good to see Jose now you've got, you know, utilising transfers from the Prem and overseas, and he's also turned to overseas to loan out players like Sessegnon, um, who at Hoffenheim will get the minutes he needs to develop his game. It's exactly what he needs. Um, 8.5, very strong winner from Tottenham. 8 or 8.5, one or two. And Lewis, just a, a quick sum over of your opinion on, on Tottenham. Yeah, I went for seven, I think. It would have been eight, but he didn't replace Jan Vertonghen. Um, Holzberg, upgrade on their midfield. Joe Hart, good backup goalkeeper. McDoherty is an upgrade on Aria. Regulon's an upgrade at left-back. Gareth Bale speaks for himself. Fantastic sign, and he'll be hungry to play for Tottenham, I think. And they've signed a backup striker finally. So, um, yeah, seven out of ten. Centre-back missing for me. I think seven's fair. I think I'm very excited to see Bale playing the Premier League. I was hoping again, another player that I was hoping was going to join United. Didn't, no surprise there. But moving on to... Uh, to West Brom now, Ben. What are your thoughts? They've brought in a few players, Ivanovic, got a bit of experience there. Yeah, I mean, I think the definition of West Brom this summer has been all attack, hasn't it? Um, they've got permanent deals for Dejan Garner, Pereira and Callum Robinson. They brought in Conor Galgar and one from Chelsea. But at the end of the day, you can't just score in a game of football. You have got to defend as well. And I think we're already seeing that they're struggling to do that. Um, Ivanovic has come in, yeah, but he's old. He's getting on. Um, I, they needed a centre-back that was established as a Prem player from where I'm sitting. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think they'll have enough to keep them up. But attacking-wise, they're great at the minute. A six from me for the Lewis, transfer window. Lewis, you in agreement with the six? Um, I went for a six, yeah. I think Pereira and Diagana, fantastic signings. They look good going forward. Robinson. Is clearly well like they scored against Chelsea as well. I think Conor Gallagher is a good loan signing. Um, and they've also not really weakened from the side last year. So, yeah, six out of ten for me. But like Ben says, the, I think they needed a proven, proven centre back, not a 37 year old, but and not a Kipre who's never played in this league, somewhere in between. Nice to see him being poached from those down the road, though. <laughs> And Deck, is it a three or sixes if you've gone for a six? Yeah, I have gone for a six. I think Dean Garner and Pereira for a combined 18 million, I'm reading. Very good. I think Pereira can go to the top. I think he's an absolutely brilliant player. But again, they've been strengthened the back. They've looked poor defensively. Chelsea, they should have beat 3 0, but the defence let them down. Personally, I would have probably gone for someone like Craig Dawson, bought them back simply because they've played in the Premier League. So, yeah, I've given them a six. Of, uh, in agreement, it's a quad six. Prayer is very exciting players. He's shown his class already early in the Premier League. And like you said, 
he will go far. Uh, moving on now to West Ham. Ben, they've, they've brought in just uh, two players, I believe. How do you feel their, their yeah. transfer window's gone? Well, West Ham really are the club that keeps on giving out the ash. Why they let Dean Garner go, I never know. I don't think the fans wanted it, the players didn't want it. David Moyes didn't want it. The only p- people that wanted it are the board. Um, they also released Wilshire yesterday. and Although he's very injury-prone, Wilshire's a good player. Make no doubt about it. Um, they signed them two Czech, Czech lads, but then two Czech was there last year with they kind of already knew they were going to get him permanently. So does he really count? Um, just overall, very, very poor from the Hammers this year. I'd give him a two, uh, and that's probably only because they've got Suchek on a permanent and that two fouls come in and looked okay. Deck, how have the Hammers done for you? I've gone one higher with a three, but I've got the similar reasons to bet. I think Kufal was very good against Leicester. Dean Garner, they just really shouldn't have got rid. I know Mark Noble wasn't happy. Again, Felipe Anderson, who shows glimpses of brilliance, they got rid of him as well. It's just a very underwhelming transfer window from a side that needed a striker and didn't get one. It's a three for me. And finally, Lewis, what are your thoughts on West Ham this summer? Yeah, I've went for a 1 out of 10. I think that is an absolutely disgraceful window by a fan base who deserves so much more than what they've been given. They've lost the best player, well, the best prospect for 18 million to West Brom, not even as if he's been poached by a big side. Um, They've also not addressed David Moyes' issues of wanting a centre-back. They've got rid of Felipe Anderson on loan. They got rid of Josh Cullen, who I know the fans really like. Um, Thomas Susek on a permanent deal is a good sign and he's a good player and that right back played well against Leicester but as far as the overall windows went for West Ham 1 out of 10 absolute disgraceful I'm in agreement there a 2 it's just such a poor window you know we saw a few years ago the, the massive kick off with the board if the fans were in I'm sure something like that would be happening again now but it's just poor from West Ham I think a 2 is more than fair and finally, the last team um, for us tonight, Wolverhampton Wanderers. Ben, kick us off. How do you think their transfer window has gone? Well, it's just been another Portuguese invasion on it, Ash. Um, who can blame them for carrying on that with this strategy that's got them so far? Um, this season, he kind of, Nuno seems to have kind of focused his attention on defence, which I get because Doherty's left. Um, he's brought in Hoover from Liverpool unexperienced but probably will turn out to be a good player and I think the marquee signing has got to be Semedo from Barcelona it shows how far Wolves have come when they're signing players from Barcelona and we're not really that surprised um, very disappointed that they let Jota and Doherty go so easily they seem to just go without a fight um, obviously they've gone to so-called bigger clubs but did they really not want to stop at Wolves and ride the you know the sort of wave Obviously, they've not got a play in Europe this season, so who knows how far Wolves will go this season now. And uh, we've seen that Wolves have, uh, they can feel like 10 Portuguese players um, out of a possible 11, which is just mental. Um, how would you rate their window deck? Uh, well, when they signed Fabio Silva for 35 million, I said to people, one of the attackers is leaving. I thought it'd be him and I was surprised to see it was Jota. I feel like that's sort of a direct replacement. I think Markel, they've done well to get him so cheap. He was starting for Leon, as far as I know. Hoover could be a good signing in time. 
Semedo's looked good already, and obviously from Barcelona, he's not going to be bad. Disappointed they let Doherty go, but on a whole, I'll give them a six. And Lewis, finishing off with your uh, summary of Wolves this summer. Right, Ben will be happy because we're somehow going to refer this Wolves right into Bolton Wanderers. So, oh. bear with me. <laughs> bear with me whilst I get there. Firstly, I'd like to say I've gave Wolves a three. I think they have came out incredibly, incredibly poorer than what they went in. Fabio Silva is not better than Yotta. He will not go do anywhere near as much as Yotta done for Wolves. I think Doherty was massive for their system. I think Vinagre was an exciting substitute that have now lost. Kian Hoover's not going to play. Marcel's not going to play. Vitinha and Eight Nori on loan are both youngsters who have never played in this country before. And Nelson Semedo, I do not think at all is anywhere near as good as Doherty was, will, will be for Wolves. I think he's an example of people thinking he's a better player because the club he's came from and the man I'm going to refer to that was is Sunderland and Bolton midfielder when he joined Sunderland Jan Kirchhoff he was absolutely <laughs> absolutely terrible but people thought Sunderland had a masterstroke because he came from Bayern and he was awful I'm not saying Tomato is going to end up at Bolton in two years time but I mean I'll take him I don't think he's going to be if as good as Doherty uh, for me, I've I've given them a five. Uh, like I say, the t- two big losses this summer from um, have they replaced them? It's yet to see. Uh, I think what Lewis said about Semedo um, is important. I think he's a good player, but I think um, he's almost been overhyped in a way because of the club he's come from. But it'd be interesting to see how they're doing. And as we say, it's basically Portugal eleven versus the rest of the Prem. So we'll see, we'll see how they do. Nuno's a good manager, um, so I'm sure I'm sure the players will do well. Um, there you have it. There's our full 20 Premier League um, sort of ratings on how they've done over the summer. Um, any content ideas you've got, feel free to message us and we'll, sh- we'll be sure to do them. We're looking to make more content very regularly um, and soon as well. So thank you for listening in. I've been your host, Ashley Edwards, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>